Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month of Hatur. And as we mentioned previously, the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God in our lives. And today the Gospel is from Mark chapter 10. And it's a story about a rich young man who goes to meet the Lord Jesus Christ and asks him a very interesting question. He says, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? But unfortunately, like this rich man did not listen to the word of God in his life. And the sad part is, is that actually the Lord Jesus Christ was standing in front of him and giving him an instruction, you know, go and sell what you have. And actually even the Lord in the flesh telling him what to do and he couldn't obey. And in Mark, it says something very interesting. It says, one thing you lack, like the Lord Jesus Christ told the rich man, one thing you lack. In the Gospel of Matthew, actually the rich man, he says, what do I still lack? So the idea was that he was missing something. The rich man, although he had riches, he was missing something. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we can be fulfilled or how we can fill this lack in our life. The first thing that I think we might be lacking or what this rich man was lacking was uh, humility. The rich man was lacking humility. The rich man was not fulfilled because he had too much pride. The rich man came to the Lord and asked this question, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And the way he asked the question seems like he was asking to sort of soothe his own pride, to, for his own like self-justification, to, to make himself feel better about himself. St. Ephraim the Syrian, he says, He calls the Lord good to flatter the Lord. So he was trying to like, you know, when you try to butter someone up, so you, you say nice things to them, so hopefully they'll say, nice things back to you. That's what this rich man was doing. He was trying to like butter up the Lord. And then the Lord fired back. That's why the Lord's answer to him was kind of like, why do you call me good? He wanted him to start thinking about what is goodness and what what does it mean that you call me good? And he said, no one is good except God. So he was trying to say, I am God. I am God. So he was trying to get to, to break his pride. And then he goes through the commandments, right? And after he told him about the commandments, the rich man said, I've kept all of these things since my youth. And I think that's another, that's a very prideful answer to say I've kept all of the commandments since my youth. Like, could anyone say they've kept all the commandments since their youth? You know, as I was, I was really troubled by the word kept because maybe I would have said, if I was in his place, I would have said, I've known of these commandments since my youth. I would like, I would have said, we all know the commandments. But he said, I have kept the commandments. So when I looked up what the word kept meant in, in like Greek, it meant like he was the guardian. Like he guarded the commandments. So actually this rich man, like, shows, like, I'm the guardian. I protect the commandments. And actually it shows like very deep pride in his answer. And then I started to think about the difference between this rich man when he met the Lord and the difference between when St. Peter met the Lord for the first time. Big difference. When St. Peter met the Lord for the first time, actually he says, depart from me for I am a sinful man. 
But actually, this young, rich man says, Oh, I've kept all the commandments. The St. Peter came to the Lord with a spirit of humility. But the rich man came to the Lord in a spirit of arrogance and pride. And in order to be fulfilled by God, this is the irony, in order to be fulfilled by God, you have to empty yourself. You have to empty yourself in order to be fulfilled. I was describing to the kids the other day, I was thinking like the Holy Spirit is like, uh, we're going to talk about chemistry, so don't get scared. But the idea that like the Holy Spirit's like a gas. Think of like a gas and a gas takes the shape of its container or fills the volume of its container. That's what a gas does. The same is true in the spiritual life. If you give this much space for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will take up just this much space. But if you empty yourself, if you empty yourself and the Holy Spirit comes in you, then the Holy Spirit can take up the whole space and fulfill your life and you will be fulfilled. So I would say one thing that the rich man was lacking is was uh, humility. Another aspect that the rich man was lacking or that prevented his fulfillment is this idea of partial obedience. Partial obedience. And I think partial obedience is something very sneaky. Very, oh, I can... Because actually when the Lord said the commandments, He said, I've kept the commandments. But actually the interesting thing about when the Lord listed the commandments... I was thinking, why did he list the commandments that are written? Look at the commandments. It says, do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defra- Where did those commandments come from? So the Ten Commandments, more or less, the Ten Commandments. But you know in the Ten Commandments, there's a block. Like the first block of the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments relate to God. The second set of the commandments relate to man. How come the Lord Jesus Christ started with the like the second and didn't say, "Rich man, how come you like do you have any idols?" Like the first commandment is, "You shall have no idols before me. You shall not have a graven image. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall keep the Sabbath." How come he didn't ask him about the Sabbath? How come he didn't ask him like when the lawyer came to the Lord Jesus Christ? And asked him, what is the greatest commandment? You know how the Lord answered. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. with all." Your... But how come to the rich man, he started on the, the, the bottom of the commandments? I thought it was a very interesting question. As I was meditating, I think it was to show the problem of partial obedience. Because these part, he was like, oh. I'm good. But if he would have started with the first part, he would have been like, oh, maybe I don't love God. Maybe I have other idols. My money is a big idol that's in my way. So the Lord was sort of bringing him in a little bit. This got me thinking about the most famous example in the Bible of partial obedience. The most famous example to me of partial obedience is the story of King Saul. King Saul, like, is the king of partial obedience. 
How is he the king of partial obedience? Because when Samuel the prophet came to him and said, go to war with Amalek, he said to King Saul, he said, go and like destroy. Don't take anyone. Don't take uh, camels, don't let men, anyone, everyone slaughter. And don't take anything back. So then King Saul went into to, to war and he spared the king. And then he spared all the finest like things that were in, in Emelech's kingdom. And then it's written something very, very interesting. So in the morning, Samuel got a call from God and said, You're the king that I've appointed, this is, I regret what I've done by appointing this man king. And he said, he went to Saul and he said, and this is the interesting thing, when Saul saw, when Saul saw Samuel, this is what Saul said to him. He said, blessed are you, Lord, for I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So in Saul's eyes, I fulfilled the commandment. Does he fulfilled the commandment partially? Partially. And then Samuel replied to him and said, What then is the bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Like, how come I hear all this stuff going on? Then Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of sheep and oxen. Now here's the, the, the Haga, something I think we do too. To sacrifice to the Lord. So Saul's thinking in his mind, I've spared the sheep because I'm doing a good service. I've transformed the commandment of God to my own liking and I'm going to fulfill it on my own terms. So he says, I've spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God and the rest we have utterly destroyed. <laughs> he wants to bargain a little bit. So Samuel says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, hear this part, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion as is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as in, as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Ouch. Ouch. When you take the word of God and apply it to your own liking or your own... The, and you take part and pick like a buffet line. I'll eat from this one. It's okay to do this, but not okay to do this. I'll, uh, I'll fast from three instead of twelve. And I just do things according to the way I want to and not based on the commandments of God. It's a very dangerous territory. This will leave you feeling lacking. Because actually you are lacking. Actually the rich man actually only fulfilled the second half of the law. He didn't fulfill the whole law. And actually no one can fulfill the whole law. So for him to even say it was the first point, he's arrogant. I don't want people to think though that I'm saying because you don't fulfill the whole law means we go and break now all the law. Right? I'm saying partial obedience is disobedience. So my, some people might say, okay, we didn't obey the law today. Let's go and break 
all the law. Like I've sinned this way, so let me sin this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. I think this is a trap that the devil does. Once you commit one sin, he says, oh, just commit another one, another one, while you've already broken the law. This is a very evil trick from the devil, but it doesn't make sense. Like if someone was driving and he passed one stop sign, maybe he broke it, like just didn't care about it, or maybe he missed it. Does he go to the next stoplight and say, oh, I've missed the last one, I'm going to miss like this one? Like, thank God there was no car coming at the first time, so you're spared. So the next one, learn to stop, you know, it's good. So the idea is if you break one piece, it doesn't mean I go and break other. But it also means that partial obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. The third thing that the rich man, and I think this is the biggest thing that the rich man was lacking, is love. He was lacking love. He was lacking love for God and others. And he was, he was lacking like, he was lacking self-sacrifice. He was not able to deny himself. Because actually the Lord said, if you want to come after, deny yourself, carry your cross, give what you have to the poor. And he was not able to, to self-sacrifice. And this is a point that I think was like, that is very prevalent. He was very selfish. I think unfortunately in this culture, maybe we are becoming more selfish. And we're only looking out for our own self. Because the command was to go and give to others. Yet he couldn't, he couldn't accomplish that. He was only thinking about himself, his self. He couldn't self-sacrifice. He couldn't self-deny. This uh, past Thanksgiving, I was with some family and... There was a child present, and there was a baby, and the baby was um, allergic to milk. So if little babies, I don't know this stuff, but if the little baby is allergic to milk, that means then the mom can't drink milk. It's like something biology stuff. So the mom can't drink milk. And... The thing that amazed me or touched me about the mom, like we're sitting here at Thanksgiving and there's a cheese platter and all the desserts and I'm sitting here and enjoying all my cheese and desserts and all these things. And this poor mom is sitting there just admiring us and denying herself, denying herself from the pleasure of eating cheese because why she loves her child, her baby so much, so much that she doesn't want to eat. She doesn't want to eat cheese or because that would put the child in danger. So she was willing to self-deny or deny herself because of her great love for her, for her child. I thought this was a great, great image of our love for God. If our love for God is so big and so pure, then actually to deny oneself and to fast, actually the, like, nothing. Actually nothing. Actually our love for God would supersede everything. Actually to like, because you love the, you know God so much, you'd be willing to die for God. Actually isn't that what the story of the martyrs is? That they deny themselves. They have such a great love for God that even anything in the world is not worth anything in the world is not worth you know sac or is 
like to take the place of God. God to them is the number one. And because they love God so much, they do anything. I think one of us, we struggle to keep the commandments. Why? Because actually maybe the sad reality or the truth is maybe we don't love God as much as we should. Or maybe as much as we would like to. Maybe we need to grow in the knowledge and love of God. Actually, that's what the Catholic epistle was about today. The Catholic epistle says, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Like God has given us something beyond Something so great, a treasure in heaven, as is written later on in this gospel. That through these you may be partakers of what? That you be partakers of the divine nature. Actually, God like wants to make you like partakers of the divine nature. Not by essence, but by adoption. I think I was talking to the high schoolers yesterday about how the Lord... God actually said to Moses, said, Moses, you, I will make you a God in front of Pharaoh. Actually, the Lord wanted to, to raise Moses and Moses was rocking and weak and said, I can't speak and, but the Lord wanted to raise him. And same here, the, 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 Lord, the Lord says, you can be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. For this very re- reason, giving all diligence, add, add, add to your faith, virtue. To your virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love. I think if the love of God is emanating from our hearts, as I said, we can do all things. We would love our neighbor, we would care for our neighbor because we are inflamed with the the love of God. We don't care about worldly possessions. Why do we care about worldly possessions? We don't care. We don't care about worldly because we're in love with God. In the Psalms... There was a, a beautiful psalm that says, says, It is good for me that you have humbled me, that I might learn your ordinances. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. See how like everything... if. You, the first part is good for me that you have humbled me, that I might learn your ordinances. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold or silver. I think the idea is that we, we need to love God. For this is the love of God. This is what St. John says. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. I pray that we each, we try to humble ourselves. We humble ourselves and admit our weakness like Peter. If you admit your weakness like Peter, then like the Holy Spirit as the ideal guest comes into our heart, fills our, be fulfilled. If we don't obey partially, and partial stuff, this like, no. If to obey, obey fully. And we need to self-sacrifice. Because our love for God is like so great. So all these things, fasting, you know, the vigils that we do, is all for our sacrifice, all for our love of God. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Oh, hey, hey.